How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, we are going to be making our week three picks in Bears versus Falcons, so be sure to tune in till the end. This is our week week three pregame show, uh, so be sure to stick around until the end to hear our predictions. I am your host, Chris Malpe, and today I am joined with both of my co-hosts, all of which who have new microphones, Jalen McClinton and Parshaw. Guys, how does it feel to finally have some sort of professional setup, and otherwise, how is it going? It looks dope. I love it. I'm excited to use it. Uh, I think it's going to be a great way to start off our podcast. I mean, we've been recording for almost two and a half years now. We started recording with our iPads or phones, and now we got our computers. We got microphones, no more earbuds or AirPods. So the quality has definitely improved, uh, and it's all thanks to you guys. So thank you guys for the support, and we'll keep improving our quality and uh, bring out more content for you guys. Yeah, well, exactly what Parv said. You know, we definitely came a long way. Um, it's still kind of shocking to, you know, see that we actually have, like, you know, studio quality microphones. But, um, you know, it's something I have to get used to. But I am definitely appreciate everything that, um, you know, people who support us and stuff like that. So uh, let's talk some Bears football. Let's do it. We've got to jump right into it. And I will say it's definitely something new to get used to. But Comment down below if you guys do enjoy the new audio. If you are on YouTube listening to this, let's try and hit 50 likes. If you do want Bears content every day of the week, do us a favor, whatever platform you are on, subscribe. We're getting very close to 3,000 subs on YouTube, as well as 200 listeners on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So before we get into this, obviously you know how it works if you are new to the channel. Our pregame show basically is a run-through of all of our content from the week, and then we make our picks at the end. So let's start with the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously the team, the bears are facing this week. They are officially listing wide receiver Julio Jones with a hamstring as questionable for Sunday versus the bears. He did not practice all week. Also questionable for the Falcons, Dante Fowler, Caleb McGarry and Tack McKinley. Uh, Obviously you don't wish injuries on anyone, but if they were missing a couple of these pieces, it would definitely be important for the bears. Also, Uh, I'm forgetting the name of the cornerback, but uh, the Falcons have already listed a cornerback out as well as a safety, a starting safety, who is very important to the Falcons team in Ricardo Allen. So, uh, you know, we're here to give our thoughts on the Falcons before we kick off anything. Look, we've talked about it all week. This Falcons offense has been off to a blazing hot start. We saw Matt Ryan in week one throw 54 passes for 450 yards and two touchdowns. Also, Todd Gurley has been a nice addition on the ground, racking up 56 uh, yards and a touchdown in week one. Also, as far as the Atlanta receiving corps go, if Julio doesn't play this game, we still have to watch out for guys like Russell Gage and Calvin Ridley. 130 yards for Ridley in week one with two touchdowns, and Gage adding another nine catches for 114 yards. Looking at uh, week two for the Falcons, another good week. They scored 39 points. Obviously, they lost, uh, gave that one away. But Matt Ryan still had a passer rating of 126.3 with 273 passing yards and four touchdowns. Gurley added 61 yards on the ground. Another great game for Ridley, 109 yards and two touchdowns on seven receptions. Hayden Hurst got in on the action with 72 receiving yards and a touchdown. Some of the Bears are definitely going to have to look out to cover. Uh, We've seen tight ends go off against the Bears in previous weeks with TJ Hawkinson and Evan Ingram. And then in week two, Gage also added another good week with six receptions for 46 yards and a touchdown. So the Bears are going to have their hands full with this Atlanta offense. 
Parth, before we talk about their defense, because obviously that's been a different story, what do you think about how this Atlanta offense has performed and all the offensive corps that they have? It, it's exciting to see. I think that offense is very underrated. Uh, Matt Ryan's been disrespected as a quarterback. I think he's been a top 10 quarterback for multiple years, and he's proven it to the league that he's still got it. I mean, he's he's got an amazing pass rating so far to start off the season. He's throwing touchdowns like it's nothing. If the Falcons were winning games, he'd be in the MVP conversation if we think about it. I mean, he's playing just like Russell Wilson. So, But yeah, that offense is insane. Uh, They got guys like Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and then Russell Gage, who's been playing amazing so far to start off the year. And then, you know, you got an explosive running back in Todd Gurley, who's had his fair share of injuries, but he's still explosive at any time. He can take over any time during the game. And they got a tight end in Hayden Hurst, who's phenomenal. You know, back in Baltimore, he didn't get as many chances as he would have liked with Mark Andrews already there. But here in Atlanta... With Austin Hooper gone, he's getting his targets, he's getting his chances, he's getting the red zone opportunities. And something the Bears haven't done so well this year is covering tight ends. We've seen Evan Ingram and TJ Hawkinson uh, absolutely, um, I wouldn't say absolutely body, but uh, you know, Danny Trevathan's had some tough times they guarding had their them. ways with the Bears' defense. Exactly, yeah. Danny Trevathan's had a tough time guarding them as, and the running backs as well. You know, we saw De- DeAndre Swift basically drop the game-winning touchdown catch, and if that was Todd Gurley at 10 out of 10 times, he's catching that. So that's something the Bears definitely got to improve on. Um, I think Danny Trevathan's the leader of the defense. He has been the leader of the defense since he's been here. I think he needs to prove his game or his spot's going away soon. And the cornerbacks are going to do a great job. You know, they got their hands full with if Julio plays or not. I mean, they still got Ru- Russell I mean, not Russell, Russell Gage yep, and Calvin Ridley, who have been great to start off the year. So Jalen Johnson and Kyle Fleur have a tough task ahead of them. Same with Eddie Jackson. He's got he's got to help out the rookie corner. Uh, you know, he's been he's been great so far, but that doesn't mean that he's going to need some help in this game. Hopefully one of the guys can get an interception off of Matt Ryan because that'd be nice to see. Yeah, Matt Ryan, definitely a quarterback who's been disrespected throughout his career, but we all remember when he was the most valuable player of the league in 2016 as well as the Offensive Player of the Year. He's a four-time Pro Bowler, and he's had his way so far this season. Uh, You know, I I agree with you, Partha. This Atlanta offense is very dangerous. If the Bears can slow him down, it could definitely help them win this game. But even guys like Russell Gage at wide receiver three have been having a very hot start to the season, so... Whether or not Julio Jones plays, the Bears' cornerbacks are still going to need to stand up. It looks like the Falcons are going to be missing their right tackle. So yet again, Khalil Mack, who was limited all week, but he has been limited the entire year and has played in every game. Khalil Mack is listed as questionable. He's going to play, and he will be facing up against a backup right tackle. So an opportunity and a positional matchup that he's definitely going to have to take advantage of. Jalen, before we move on to Atlanta's defense that's been very porous thus far, what do you think about their offensive weapons? Um, they have some great offensive weapons. Even if Julio is not playing, they still have Captain Really, who I was a big fan of, uh, coming out of Alabama. Uh, Russell Gage, who's uh, you know, showed some flashes this season. Um, I think he's like top ten in receiving yards, and so is Calvin Ridley, uh, who's at two two touchdowns uh both weeks of the season. Um, he he leads you know the league in uh, receiving touchdowns as well. Matt Ryan, who's an MVP. Um, he's playing well this season, you know, for, for somebody, for a quarterback who's playing extremely, extremely well, um, and still losing games is, uh, you know, that kind of shows how bad their defense is. I know we're going to talk about that, but I just want to acknowledge how Matt Ryan is having a great season. Um, they still have Todd Gurley who won offensive player of the year, not that long ago. Um, you know, people might say he's not the same due to to the arthritis in his knee, but he's still a weapon, um, you know, in the backfield and, you know, receiving out the backfield as well. Uh, they have Hayden Hurst who came over from uh, Baltimore. He was a first round pick a couple years ago. Um, he got some action um, 
he caught a touchdown against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you know, so he's a, he's a weapon as well. Um, you know, their their offense is, is extremely talented, and uh, if our defense doesn't show up, you know, this game could get out of hand very fast. Yeah, taking a look at Atlanta's defense, it has not been great. They've averaged giving up 39 points per game, obviously 38 to the Seattle Seahawks and 40 to the Dallas Cowboys. They allowed Russell Wilson to throw for four touchdowns, also 322 yards. And then taking a look at week two, Dak Prescott really had his way with them, especially in the second half. Uh, You know, he ended up that game with 450 passing yards, almost 10 yards per pass completed also a touchdown and he had a couple on the ground as well this Falcons defense has given up 10 touchdowns total five on the ground as well as five in the air so Parth I'm going to pass it back to you do you think the Bears will be able to take advantage of this weak Falcons defense I hope so I really do I think this is could this could be the Bears offense coming out party I think this is the week to do it if they want kept saying week two of 2018 dude or week three Three, yep, 2018. The Bears beat the Bucks really badly. We saw Trubisky with six touchdowns that game, and you know he was spreading the ball around. It looked amazing, and I feel like this week is exactly a copy of that. I feel like you know Atlanta's got that offense that same with Tampa Bay was super hyped up the first two weeks. Uh, same situation, you know, we tear them apart. Trubisky throws six touchdowns. Hopefully, we can have him throw seven this time or even eight. But I'm just, I'm getting ahead of myself. But yes, that defense isn't great. I think the Bears should at least be able to put up 25, 27 points. I think that's mandatory to win this game. You know, the Falcons offense will put up 20 plus regardless of who they're facing. They got too much talent to not to. And if the Bears want to win, we got to score points. It's that simple. Um, And I think this is the week we can do it, especially against the weak defense. We all remember 2018, the game that Parth is talking about, week three, 48 to 10. Trubisky threw for 354 yards and six touchdowns. And oh my goodness, it would be great if he could do it this week yet again. I mean, we talked about the players that the Falcons might be missing on Sunday. And I'm assuming they would miss a couple players. So we'll see about guys like Julio Jones. But on defense, their top two defenders, arguably, other than Deion Jones, are Dante Fowler and Tack McKinley, both the DNs. Uh, If the Bears are missing them, I expect this offensive line to have a great day as well as the run game. Uh, You look in their secondary rookie in A.J. Terrell has been performing well, one of the only defensive back rookies who has been performing well other than C.J. Henderson, who had a rough go last night, as well as Jalen Johnson. So uh, A.J. Terrell is a solid one. Isaiah Oliver is a player the Bears are definitely going to have to attack early and often in this game. If Trubisky's throwing the ball, I expect to see him looking for guys like Cordero Patterson, like Anthony Miller, like Darnell Mooney early on. Uh, I think if the Bears can attack once again another week secondary, they can put up some points in this game. But also you have to pound the rock because Atlanta's allowed uh, two touchdowns and three touchdowns rushing on the ground in two games. So uh, the ground game is going to be very important, especially when it comes to controlling the time of possession in this one. And that's something the Bears are going to want to do if they want to keep Matt Ryan off the field. Jalen, do you have anything else to add about your thoughts on this Atlanta defense? Uh, first off, not to be a know-it-all, but, um, you know, that type of big game was actually a week four. Week three, we played the uh, Arizona Cardinals on that you comeback. what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, you guys basically hit it. Their defense has struggled, um, you know, Greatly in, in these first two weeks, gave up four touchdowns to both quarterbacks, and both quarterbacks were named MSC Player of the Week. Um, so I, I feel like if this offense can come out clicking like it did in the first half um, against the Giants, um, then we, we should get off to a hard start and play consistently. But that, that's that's about it. Absolutely. So let's head into our three key matchup segments. 
of the pregame show. Obviously, we each give our most or what we think is the most important uh, positional matchup in this game. So I'll go first. I'm going to go with Mitchell Trubisky uh, versus this Atlanta secondary. Uh, You know, we had a guest on earlier this week, Malik Brown, who said how important it was going to be for the Bears to attack this secondary if they want to win this game. Isaiah Oliver has been struggling a ton. Uh, and Anthony Miller's looking to have a bounce-back game in this one. Also, they only have Keanu Neal starting at safety. Uh, Ricardo Allen isn't the same player that he used to be, but you know what? He definitely is one of the players that backloads this Atlanta uh, this Atlanta secondary, uh, and he's going to be out that, out as well. Uh, I would like to see the Bears, you know, take some deep shots. You know, if you can get Darnell Mooney out there, get Ted Ginn back in and incorporate it into the game plan. Obviously, he was a healthy scratch in week two. Uh, I think the Bears looking for the long ball is going to benefit them in this game. Also, you've got Allen Robinson on a rookie, A.J. Terrell, who's performed well, but it's Allen Robinson, another player who's looking to have a bounce-back game in this one. I think the Bears need to attack Atlanta secondary, and as important as I think it is that they still continue to run the ball, get David Montgomery, maybe even something like 20 carries, uh, I do think it's important that you're going to have to be able to take advantage of Atlanta's weakness. And, you know, we do see Tack McKinley uh, as, as a player who's listed as uh, questionable right now as well as Dante Fowler. But until they're ruled out, I, I think you have to attack their weakness, which is the secondary. So I think the most important key matchup in this game is going to be Mitchell Trubisky once again taking advantage of a secondary, being confident, and delivering those throws. I'm going to pass it now to Parth. Parth, what? Uh, and if you can change it up, you can. If, if you think uh, what I just said is important, you can also reiterate that. But what's another key matchup that you think is important that the Bears need to take advantage of if they want to start the season 3-0? I'm going to go with Matt Ryan versus our defense and their wide receivers as well. Uh, we've seen Matt Ryan have an amazing year, amazing start to the season. Like I mentioned before, he's having an MVP type of season. No one's mentioning it because they're not winning games. So that's something to keep an eye out for. I think that our defense has done a pretty good job for good good job so far I choked up my words there while drinking some water but yeah I think our defense has done a pretty good job so far this year at times they've looked a little sluggish I mean last week against Daniel Jones they gave up that 195 yard drive which was very depressing to watch but hopefully we don't do that again I think this week we have to be at our a game we gotta we gotta play all four quarters especially the defense against this this offense who's been impressive so far they got guys like Russell Gage and Calvin Ridley like I've said before they've been tearing it apart this year we we wouldn't I, I didn't expect Russell Gage to come in and have a great start to the season neither would Calvin Ridley I thought Julio Jones usually takes most of their targets you know I had Ridley in fantasy last year and he was that really good. really wants to be a wide receiver one you could tell if if Julio ever left he would want to be uh, their wide receiver one for sure and I think he does have the potential oh yeah easily uh, so yeah we have to do we got to stop them you know uh, Jalen Johnson Kyle Fuller have had great starts to the season I've been impressed with both of them they're both playing like top 10 cornerbacks it's been fun to watch uh, Eddie Jackson's also had a great year so far he had a pick six taken away from him last week which was very I mean a lot of people said it wasn't but I think looking back at it I think the defender should have the same same chance to get catch the ball as the wide receiver so I, I would have counted that pick six You're getting so. way off topic my friend <laughs> <laughs> I'm just blabbering on about the Bears all right and- stopping Matt Ryan stopping Matt Ryan okay yeah definitely important uh you yeah. know Jalen Johnson you look at him he's had four pass breakups Deion Bush with an interception Kyle Fuller with an interception they're going to need to show out strong in yet another important game if the Bears want to start three and oh I think that's the ideal start that we all had in mind I don't know how confident we all were that it was going to happen but, you know, the opportunity is on the table now. This is going to be a tough task in this game, and the secondary is definitely going to have to step up. Definitely Jalen Johnson's toughest task 
upcoming. Jalen, anything else to add? What's your key matchup in this game? First of all, you basically just told Parthi's talking too much. But uh, my I have laundry is... coming out in eleven <laughs> minutes, and I don't need my clothes. Nobody, right nobody Sorry. wants to steal your clothes, Christopher. But um, my matchup is uh, our defensive or our front seven basically against the Atlanta Falcons um, offensive line. Now they're starting right tackle or one of their starting tackles, uh, Caleb McGarry, he injured his knee um, against the Cowboys and he's listed as questionable, but I'm, I don't think he's playing. It was a, a sprint MCL. So I'm pretty sure he's not playing this week. So uh, Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn will be going up against a backup tackle. And um, if we can get pressure on Matt Ryan, and uh, like I said, he's a he's a veteran quarterback. Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, pressure doesn't really get to him. But if we can cause a forced fumble and him get a strip sack like Robert Quinn did last week against Daniel Jones, um, you know, and put our offense in a good position to score points, you know, with a shorter field, this can help this can help us, um, you know, like huge because their their defense is um, you know, our offense isn't that good, but their their defense isn't stopping anybody. I I don't care if they they were going up against the Jags, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't stop them. So uh if we can get turnovers or just put pressure and get sacks on Matt Ryan and uh put our offense in a good position to score, um that that's gonna help us um, you know, hugely. 100%. I got to agree with you. Uh, you know, we did see the Bears put a lot of pressure on Daniel Jones last week. No matter what you want to say, uh, I got to give credit to Zebra Technologies for this one. But the Bears did put a ton of pressure on Daniel Jones and the New York Giants in week two. Khalil Mack had seven pressures, Akeem Hicks five pressures, and Robert Quinn with four pressures, two of which forced New York Giant turnovers. Obviously, the strip sack, he also had a pressure on the play that Jones threw an interception on. Heading on to our Fan Mail Friday uh, segment of the pregame show, we've got a question from Michael on uh, Michael.Mueller9. He asks, hey, guys, how do you think Jalen Johnson will perform against this receiving core? Look, Pars brought it up a ton. Uh, he's going to have a tough task whether or not Julio Jones is playing in this one. So you know what? Uh, I, I think he's up for the task. I, I don't know if he's going to do anything incredible. Uh, you know, we saw – Devontae Adams tear up Jeff Okuda last week, and that worries me a little bit for Johnson because I know Okuda is a very good prospect. But Jalen Johnson has performed very well thus far. I think he has another good week ahead of him. Sure, he might allow some completions, but I think he'll be able to get the job done uh, to a very good level. Uh, and I think he'll surprise some of us. You know, He's still waiting on that first career interception. He could have had it week one. Uh, week two, he also did a very good job against guys like Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard when he was in the game. So while I am a little bit more worried about this Falcons receiving core because they've been very, very hot recently, I do think Jalen Johnson is up for the task and will be able to perform well this week. So Parth, what do you think Jalen Johnson will be able to do in week three? Um, I think he's fine. Uh, I think he'll do great. Uh, I have a lot of faith in Jalen Johnson. And if you, if you don't, it, you're, it's just unnecessary. I think he's been amazing the first two games. And there's no better option out there for the Bears other than Jalen Johnson. He's been impressive all year. I didn't expect him to come out and be this great. Uh, he's had his shoulder injuries. He's he ha- basically had no rookie camp, no tra- basically a shortened tr- training camp. So it was it was it's crazy to see him already being able to play this highly against NFL competition. Yeah, Jalen, anything to add there? How do you think the other uh, most important Jalen on the show is going to do this weekend? (laughs) Uh, I think he's going to do good. You know, Um, obviously, I think Calvin Ridley is probably going to give us some problems. Calvin Ridley is a very good route runner, and he's very fast and, you know, quick with his cuts. So, um, you know, rather he's on him or Russell Gage, um, I'm pretty sure he's going to, you know, give it his all and try not to allow any big catches or uh, catches at all. 
Yeah, 100%. Uh, I believe in Jalen Johnson. You know, it is going to be a tough task, but we'll see what he's able to get done this weekend as there is uh, loud yelling uh, in the background in my fraternity house, but that's something you got to deal with sometimes. Uh, so you know what? It is finally time to make our predictions for this game. Uh, a, a tough week three task, uh, an NFC rival that cannot be overlooked. I've said it so much this entire week. You can't overlook this Atlanta Falcons team. They're uh, a couple good defensive plays away from being 2-0 and right now, uh, just as the Bears are a couple offensive or defensive plays away from being 0-2 right now. So, you know, it's a game of inches, so uh, I'm getting a little bit off tra- track. But, Parth, I want to start with you. Once again, obviously we were all uh, right last week that the Bears were going to beat the Giants. I'm not sure who was closest in the score predictions. Uh, Jalen, maybe you can go look for that one. But we all are 2-0. and Parth, I'm going to pass it to you. What's your pick in this one? I'm going to go with 34-24 Chicago wins. Uh, I think the Bears' offense is going to come out firing. I wanted to give us that blowout win because I've been predicting a blowout all week, but I don't think I can. Uh, but I think the Atlanta offense is going to come out and play. I think they're only going to be able to put up 24 on us. I think our defense hasn't played great offenses so far to start the year, but I think the defense has shown us that they can hang hang between the best. Our defense has been great for multiple years, and I think they'll be able to stop this offense. Uh, and I think our offense will be able to tear about that weak, weak defense that they got there. I think Mitch Trubisky has a big year and then plays like another MVP quarterback. I think he's been playing great all year, um, and he's going to keep it up. Yeah, uh, you know what? Uh, I think this is going to be a very close game, but I'm going to go with the Bears in it as well. Uh, I'm going to go 31-28. to uh, Atlanta's offense has been on fire, but we've seen their defense uh, allow points to be scored at a very high rate. Obviously, they have the worst-ranked defense in the league throughout two weeks. I do think the Bears are able to put up a consistent game offensively in this one. But yet again, uh, this Atlanta offense has been on fire, and the Bears' defense is going to have to do a lot force a lot of turnovers, get a lot of pressure on Matt Ryan if they want it to be uh, a blowout win like you mentioned, Parth. So I'm going to go 31-28 Bears. Uh, I think I'm pretty confident giving us more than 30 points, but you look at that Atlanta defense, they could be missing two very important defensive ends. They are also missing a very important safety, also a thir- uh, I believe a nickel corner, and they could be missing their wide receiver one in Julio Jones, who is questionable, but he hasn't practiced all week. So we'll see about that. He's going to be hobbled, I would assume, if he plays in this one. So I'm going to go 31 to 28 Bears. I think they barely squeak it out and head back home week four to play the Indianapolis Colts, which is a game that definitely uh, hits my heart very hard because uh, while I am a Bears fan, I've got family in Indiana. I go to college in Indiana, obviously uh, a way bigger Bears fan, but uh, I'm going to have my college friends in my ears about that one, as well as my extended family. So another big game coming up next week, and I'm getting way too far ahead of myself, but I've got the Bears moving into that game with Indianapolis 3-0, and and we'll see if they can pull it out. I think the offense will be able to do it. Jalen, what is your score prediction for this Week 3 matchup with the Atlanta Falcons? Uh, so for last week, the person who got the closest was, um, I think it was me. I think I predicted 21 to, like, or something like that. Parth predicted 27 points. I wish we had 27, but uh, I think it was me. I, predicted, I, I, predicted, I think I predicted 31 points. We should have had yeah, that. I, yeah, I was just gonna say, you, were, you, you were way off, but uh, I think <laughs> I was the closest with 21 to 10 or something like that. Um, I have to check again uh, and you know, confirm that, but um, my my prediction for this week, um, like I said, the Atlanta Falcons have a very high-scoring offense. Um, I don't think they're going to put up 39 points like they did in you know, the the last two weeks because this is the best defense they played. This is the best pass rush they've played so far. So um, I still think they're they're going to score like you know 
from like 20 to I wouldn't be surprised if they put up 27. But uh, I'm going I'm to give the Bears a, a win right here, of course. Um, and I'm going to say 27 to 20, uh, the Bears. And Mitchell is going to get to that bread. Oh, man. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into our pregame show. Once again, I say it at the end of every pregame show, the time to talk is over. Our content for the week is out. And that's pretty much about it for us, guys. I would like to say one more message before I obviously go into our whole outro spiel. I'm going to the Colts-Jets game uh, on Sunday, so that should be very interesting going to an NFL game during the pandemic. But our postgame show is going to come out probably pretty late at night. Uh, The Colts' kickoff is at 425. I live about an hour away from Indianapolis. And... um, yeah, so I'm either going to have Parth and Jalen do that on their own, but if you want all three of us here, which I assume most of you do, do us a favor, uh, leave in the comments if you're okay with it coming out later at night. Uh, if it is a loss, that also will probably give us some time to gain our composures back and have a, an even-keeled post-game show. But if you guys want more content from us, do us a favor, head over to our website, beardown.com. We're putting up our pregame predictions on there as well as, ton of, as well as a ton of extra content, so be sure to go check that out if you want more content from us. If you would like to find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter, you can find it on both platforms at Baird Down. And finally, you can find the links to all of our social media fan pages on Instagram down in the description. Jalen McClinton, Parsh Shaw, the time to talk is over. I feel like I keep saying that, but 3-0 would be quite the start. Any last words? Yeah, that would be quite the start. No one predicted us to go 3-0. I feel like a lot of people have written us off this year. It would be awesome to prove the doubters wrong. I, I, It's just crazy to see all the negativity around the Bears. Uh, it's time to get more positive. I feel like myself, sometimes I get negative during the games. I know these guys know. But it's time to stay positive. I think this team has a lot of potential, and I think us fans need to back them up more than anything because we're getting a lot of national media hate. So if the fans are going to do the hating too, it's there's no one backing up our Bears. So I'm going to start backing them up, and hopefully we can win some games. And they Prove me right. It's tough to get more negative in games than me, and I think you do. But <laughs> Jalen, Jalen, any last words? Uh, at first, so like when I know this is like kind of offside, but when Christopher told me he was going to the Colts and Jets game, I was like, "Why are you going to that? It's probably going to be a blowout." But he gets to scout our Week Four opponent. Yeah, you know, no, first it's, it's definitely a, uh, it's definitely uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. I guess like none of the none of yeah. the teams matter to so, me, but I'll I'll be able to get a ton of content on the Colts for sure. Yeah, so um, other than that, um, I hope the, the mics and quality are, are, you know, well for, you know, the, our watchers and stuff like that. Uh, let's go into Mercedes-Benz Stadium or Stadium. Dome. I don't stadium. know. Stadium. The yeah, Superdome, I, know. Man. <laughs> I don't know what I think about that, but uh, let's go beat the Falcons um, and bear down. Let's go 3-0. Let's go 3-0. That is about it. It's been a pleasure to be your host. Once again, my name is Chris Malpe. Thank you guys for all the support recently, uh, this upgraded audio and everything wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for you guys. We love making content for you guys, and we're going to keep pumping it out next week against the Indianapolis Colts. Be sure to look out for our post-game show coming out tomorrow night. It should be fairly late, but we'll be sure to get it up for you guys. And as always, Bears fans, stay safe and bear down. We'll see you in the post-game show. Peace.